Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Today is Monday, April the 20th, 2015, and as always, I'm your host, John Hansen. And as we do each and every Monday at this same time over the same virtual airwaves of the Blog Talk Radio Network through our studios in New York City, we bring to you Kelly Barner from Buyer's Meeting Point to share with you news from the world of procurement. And of course, included in this sharing is the weekly guest audio, and I'm happy to say that Kelly has decided to choose to share with you an excerpt from my interview with ISM CEO Thomas Derry from last week. It was a great conversation. You can certainly tune into the entire broadcast uh, from last week on demand uh, through my uh, main show page. However, I think you'll enjoy this excerpt that Kelly uh, decided to focus on. Anyway, without further delay, let's welcome back to the show Kelly Barner. Thank you, John. This is the Buyer's Meeting Point weekly update for April 20th through the 24th, 2015. This week is incredibly busy with 10 events in a four-day period. In my opinion, the best webinars address procurement as a service, relational contracting, and CPO rising. The first event I will recommend this week is being presented on Tuesday by Spend Matters and GEP on procurement as a service or virtualization new model, and new technology platform required. Usually, when we discuss procurement as a service, we are talking about strategic outsourcing, bringing in a third-party service provider to help procurement in the enterprise as a whole take spend management activity and strategy to the next level. In this webinar, however, it sounds more like they are setting up an in-house consulting practice, although I assume there is still some third-party skill or staff augmentation involved. Later that same day, IACCM and Revitas present a webinar on relational contracting, the promise and the pitfalls. Relational contracting is being defined by IACCM for the sake of this event as the integration of relationship terms into the contract. And it's the concrete side of what we might otherwise think about as innovation and collaboration with supply-side business partners. It is something we all need to learn more about, but that doesn't mean that the execution is easy. Far from it, in fact. In this event, we will hear about the roles and responsibilities, key requirements for success, and pitfalls to avoid. Then on Wednesday, we will get the next installment of this year's CPO Rising webinars from Ardent Partners and SAP Ariba. We covered the first webinar a few weeks ago on Buyer's Meeting Point, and it's hard to tell from the description for this event how it will be different. The only notable change I can see is the addition of Tony Harris, 
Global Vice President of Solution Management for SAP's LOB procurement, code for Line of Business Procurement. Harris has a background in IT and finance and spent time at Frictionless Commerce. Check the Buyer's Meeting Point events calendar for the scheduling and registration links for these events as well as those coming up. For this week's guest audio, I pulled an excerpt from the Procurement Unplugged conversation John had here on PI Window last week with ISM CEO Thomas Derry. Since January, the Procurement Unplugged series has brought us what you might call informal, off-the-cuff interviews with a number of executives and experts from various areas of the procurement world. In these interviews, John has posed what he considers to be the three most important questions in our industry for 2015. The questions address the apparent break between the old and new procurement as addressed by Dr. Robert Hanfield in his book, The Procurement Value Proposition, the rise of the mobile supply chain, and finally, the differences between public sector and private sector procurement today and in the future. In this excerpt, Derry addresses the changing role of procurement and CPOs in companies where the pressure to act strategically is up, while the prices that can be charged for products and services in competitive markets are down. Let's listen. There's two key points, I think, to respond to your question, John. The first is that in the CPOs that I interact with, and I have the good fortune of, of interacting with CPOs from around the globe and managing global teams, I mean, they're moving the traditional purchase order processing function out of their organizations. It's not even seen as part of procurement. It was entirely procurement 30 years, 40 years ago. But CPOs don't put it in a shared service center and say, you know, it's not even part of my, my global supply chain team. So that's one critical change. The other thing that is clearly, you know, we, we hear a lot of discussion around it, but I can make it, I think, more concrete. Think about the role of innovation in the global economy today. And I love this example that I stumbled across. Last summer, I was reading a transcript of an earnings call, uh, and Bob Shanks, the CFO of Ford Motor Company, was uh, was giving these remarks along with, along with Ford's CEO. And Ford is a great example because they're in a classic industry in our profession, right, automotive, and also one of the companies that's been at the forefront of innovation and development of the profession and spawned some great talent in our field. So I'm reading the transcript, and uh, one of the, in- the investors on the call from Barclays Bank was asking Bob Shanks about the sustainability of cost reduction that Ford had achieved in some of its key product lines. And he addressed the point, and he said, well, yes, you know what, we're very good at that. We're very good at engineering cost out of our product. We're very good at our internal processes. But he said, you know, I wouldn't focus on that. And this is really interesting, and I think marks a sea change for our profession. He said, you know, in our industry, we've been experiencing absolute declines in consumer prices that are paid for automobiles over the past 10 years. But what we're seeing now is that new innovation in, in the industry, particularly navigation systems and entertainment systems, and by the way, we've got cars that are wired to the Internet now. Uh, he said that's creating, those kinds of features and functions are creating pricing opportunities. Consumers are willing to pay more for a car that contains those features. That innovation comes from their suppliers, from Ford's suppliers. So having that critical conversation, and automotive, again, is a good example because it's a famous example of of the OEMs beating up on the supply network sometimes to to drive cost out. Um, You can't maintain that kind of interaction with your supply base if you're going to rely on them for these critical innovations that are ultimately going to increase your bottom line at the OEM level. 
So for him we to point it, out it, supplier innovation is so critical, I think marks a, a significant mind shift for our profession. I personally thought this was a very good overall interview for ISM. Tom Derry clearly has a firm grasp on the changes and challenges facing procurement today. With the rising role of millennials in procurement and the associated questions that raises about the ongoing viability of both traditional professional associations and certification models, he should give interviews like the one last week far more often. There are two observations I would like to share in response to the clip we just heard. The first is about AP and how Derry commented that many organizations are moving AP out from under procurement scope of responsibility as they strive to make procurement more strategic. I would have expected more discussion of automation rather than realignment, particularly as procurement teams are taking a more active role in dealing with suppliers through the entire term of their contracts, giving them more reason to have contact with accounts payable rather than less. The other observation is about the Ford Motor Company earnings call he described. Just to clarify, he mentioned Mark Fields, their CEO, and Bob Shanks, their CFO. In the transcript Gary read, it was these two members of the executive team that discussed the increasing role of suppliers, not only in product differentiation, but also in providing the company with enough of an advantage that they get the option of changing their prices. I did a little reading to learn more about procurement at Ford Motor Company. Birgit Berendey is the Vice President of Global Programs and Purchasing Operations, and she reports up to operations. Her background is almost entirely in purchasing and logistics. Interestingly, her predecessor had a background in engineering. Clearly, the Ford executive team recognizes the strategic potential of procurement, both for their ability to contribute to the bottom line and their ability to drive up the top through supplier par partnerships and innovation. The question of where procurement reports up through and how that changes their approaches and priorities is a question that John and I are taking on in detail in our book on procurement at a crossroads. I believe Ford has made a strategic long-term decision by aligning procurement with operations rather than finance, and I wish more companies would do the same. This is also something that we heard about last week in the Supply Chain Insights webinar on inventory management. There was an unexpected theme that I came away from that webinar with, and that was the idea of having a buy, make, deliver team, in other words, procurement, production, logistics, that should report up through operations at such a level that holds them equal with sales and marketing. Where does procurement report up through in your organization, and how does that alignment affect the work you do? Do tactical operations such as accounts payable come under procurement scope of responsibility? Do you think they belong where they are? As always, you can share your thoughts on this week's guest audio or recommended events by commenting on today's episode page or by connecting with me directly on LinkedIn, Twitter, or Facebook. I will be back next Monday to review upcoming procurement events and share another guest audio excerpt.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.